Bang! What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format, and if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness, I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac-12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac-12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to east out in Utah and Colorado, we got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. I'm so grateful it's Friday, guys. Feels like it's been a real interesting week here. I'm very happy that's Friday and definitely happy to get on to the weekend here. So with the MLB coming back last night and the NBA set to return in about a week's time here, let's all make sure to enjoy some live sports, but don't let it serve as a distraction for the bigger issue at hand here. We still have the Black Lives Matter movement going on, and this is of utmost importance. We still have Americans fighting for their basic essential freedoms. And look, while sports are back, We cannot let the Black Lives Matter movement not be pushed to the forefront of society. So keep speaking up, keep protesting peacefully, and keep this issue at the forefront of society. It is of utmost importance. Please do not let sports serve as a distraction for the bigger picture at hand here. So hopping into today's question, it's from Harley in Seattle. And I'm not sure if that's a he or she, no disrespect. I've heard it both ways. So question reads, dude. I'm surprised you don't know about peeing on the duckies in the bathrooms at Husky Stadium. I haven't been there since the renovation, but they used to put rubber duckies in the urinals. Anyway, my question is, will we be shorthanded at running back this year, having to rely so much on Richard Newton? So again, question from Harley. With the dude, I'm thinking he, but again, seriously, no disrespect. I I don't mean disrespect or anything like that. So, dude, I'm surprised you don't know about peeing on duckies in the bathrooms at Husky Stadium. I haven't been there since the renovation, but they used to put rubber duckies in the urinals. Anyway, my question is, will we be shorthanded at running back this year, having to rely so much on Richard Newton? So thanks for clearing that up, Harley. This is a kind of ducky thing from a previous question. I didn't know there were ducks in the urinals at Husky Stadium. I thought one of our previous questioners, maybe on one, wasn't sure exactly what he was talking about. So thanks for clearing that up. And in regards to the actual question, I definitely don't think that the Huskies are shorthanded in the running back department in terms of depth. However, they don't have an elite rusher like a Jamar Jefferson, C.J. Verdell, or a multifaceted weapon like Max Borgie over at WSU. However, they do have some solid running backs, and I consider this group far from lacking talent. But before we get into the three players that will likely see the majority of the touches this season, here are a couple other names to consider. The Dogs return running back Cam Davis, but I don't think it's likely you'll see much action this season. He's probably the fourth option as it currently stands. They also have two incoming recruits in JV on Sunday from Waco, Texas and Sam Adams, who's a local four-star recruit. Sam Adams, also the son of former Seahawks defensive tackle Sam Adams, who my dad once served a beer to while ushering at a Sonics game. So, expecting good things out of the kid. My dad served you pops of beer. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys. 
Let's hop over the actual question and the three probable feature backs this season. I should say let's hop over the three feature probable backs. First, we're going to start with Richard Newton. He returns for a sophomore campaign after racking up nearly 500 yards and 10 touchdowns in 2019. This type of returning production is a solid place to start from a running back standpoint. And relying on a sophomore isn't necessarily a bad thing. He's a very physical player who could prove a difficult tackle for a lot of defenders throughout the Pac-12. He may be the perfect type of guy to usher in Jimmy Lake's new brand of physical football. And in terms of Newton, I personally like his style a lot. But to be fair, he probably doesn't have that elite burst of speed like Miles Gaskin did. Definitely lacking that elite speed department for Darncher. I really want to make that clear. Around the goal line, however, he could definitely improve a regular in the end zone. Moving on to the second option. And the Dogs actually do have a second experience running back in their stable in Sean McGrew. The senior halfback from Torrance, California finished with 343 yards and 55 attempts, which is good for an average of 6.2 yards per carry last year. He also added 10 receptions for 38 yards. So while he's by no means that elite halfback, he's kind of your prototypical senior. He's been around, done all the right things, and got a little experience on the field as well. Not a bad number two option to have. And if you combine the productivity of the duo, you have around 850 yards and 11 touchdowns, which is far from starting from scratch. If McGrew took a big step forward in the offseason, then the Dogs have real dangerous one-two punch a halfback. However, that does remain to be seen, so I'm not certain about that for sure. And there's actually one other name to consider in terms of moderate playing experience. Kamari Pleasant had a solid back, or excuse me, had a solid year back in 2018, and his numbers did dwindle in 2019. Last year, he only had 16 attempts for 35 yards. Popping back to his sophomore campaign, campaign in 18, he finished with 214 yards and 42 carries and two touchdowns. And while these numbers aren't amazing, he has seen some touches in the program, which means you can't consider him completely green. In terms of his actual style on the field, I personally haven't seen him play, so I'm not exactly sure. Even though I'm not usually a stats guy, well, when it's all I have to go on, let's just say I hope he returns to his 2018 form. So those are likely going to be the three running backs in the UW rotation this year. In conclusion, Harley, I am so freaking glad it's Friday. I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> but uh, in terms of the actual answer, I don't think that the Huskies are shorthanded by any means, but they do have multiple backs who have in-game experience, most notably Richard Newton and Sean McGrew. And a third name to consider would be Kamari Pleasant, assuming he returned to his 2018 form. Wow, guys. Told you I'm happy it's Friday. Let's restart that conclusion all over because I mumbled and sputtered all through that. I'm not going to tell you I'm happy it's Friday again because I just did. But. So essentially, I don't think that the Huskies are shorthanded. They do have multiple backs who have in-game experience. And again, most notably, Richard Newton and Sean McGrew. Uh, third name to consider would be Kamari Pleasant, assuming he can return to his 2018 form. But they probably won't have won the elite backs in the Pac-12, unlike all other Pacific Northwest schools. All in all, kind of just your run-of-the-mill major conference running back situation. Nothing too good. Nothing too bad. So yeah, just middle of the road is what I'd really be looking at here, Harley. And thank you for the question. And everyone in Seattle, stay safe, man. Obviously, there's some interesting things going on in our city. Continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement. Continue to voice up. Continue to protest peacefully. And seriously, continue to spread love. I'm out for the weekend, y'all. And we'll end with a classic Cheetos and Tuna. Deuces. Stay safe. One love. Cheetos and Tuna.